uh, and we try to, and Jason's finally helped me out here because I'll be forgetting to, to mash record on this, but Ephesians chapter number 6, I mean first, uh, chapter number 1, verse number 6, we're going to try to get through number 10 today. Uh, just want to thank you for coming back today, uh, being in the Lord's house, being here together. Uh, but the only way we'll ever be what God wants us to be is for us to know His Word. He left His Word here that it would uh, guide us, instruct us, it would make us into what He'd have us to be. But here we're going to read in verse number 6. It says, To the praise of God, or, or to the praise of His glory and grace, wherein He hath made us acceptable in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of His grace. Since wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mysteries of his will, according to the good pleasure uh, which he hath purposed in himself. It says that in uh, the dispensation of the fullness of times he might uh, gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and all which are on earth and even in him. Let us pray. Dear God, we love you. We praise you. Thank you so much for letting us come out this morning to be in your house with your people. Lord, we pray for that one that may be lost here this morning. Lord, that may have never accepted you in the free pardon of sin, we pray that the Holy Spirit has been ministering to them. Lord, showing them that they are trapped in trespasses and sin, that they're a slave. Lord, that we have no, we, we don't have a decision in this. Lord, we are captive in our sins. And the only way we can ever get out of our sin is by your Son's precious blood that we may be set free in Him. Lord, we thank you so much. Now we ask that your Holy Spirit just guide and direct us, show us the way that we need to go. Lord, and just fill us each and every one. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, the, the, the thought of what we're looking at here, uh, in, in the church of Ephesus, Paul had went, he had ministered, uh, he, had, he had planted so many churches through the regions. Uh, but here's this one church in Ephesus. Paul had left, uh, you know, he had went back on and, and, and done his other journeys, and he had come back through and visited, and he left, and when he'd come back. And then Paul was sitting, uh, you know, in prison writing this letter to the church, and as we're going through this, he's trying to get them to understand that, that not just, you know, by them being saved by grace through faith, uh, and 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 how that that God loved us and God had predestined us and had chosen them and chosen everybody in this building. You know, it's all in God's power who's saved and who's not. Uh, because it's it's one of these things. There's a lot of people don't like to hear this. I don't have a choice in my salvation. There is nothing I can do. I cannot work up to be saved. I can't do, uh, you know, I can't keep the Ten Commandments. I can't be circumcised. I can't do all these things. I can't be baptized after I've, I've been saved to, uh, or after the Holy Spirit's come to me. I can't do anything to be saved or to stay saved. It's all in the precious blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. That blood is so rich, it's so wonderful that one drop of it, that just a drop of the blood was enough to save mankind. God could have took that one drop and said, I'm just going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to cover the whole earth, covering every sin that's ever been committed, and nobody has to do nothing. They don't have to wait for the Holy Spirit to come to them. I'm just going to redeem humanity, and everything's going to be good and great. There's that much power in the blood of Jesus Christ. So many people don't like to hear. We, it's a bloody religion. Jesus Christ paid in full your sin debt on a cross. Well, and, and every ounce of blood in Him that just poured out. 
He finally said, I give up the ghost, Father. It's finished. And the plan of redemption was set in motion. Right then, there, at that point, that, that if a man would place him, his faith in Jesus and Jesus alone, his blood, his finished work at Calvary's cross, the death, burial, resurrection, it's for his sins that you and I, that he died. If we put our faith in that Jesus, that God brought him back from the dead and, and, and he ministered and now he's sent to the right hand of the Father and, and then the Holy Spirit come back here to minister to you and I. You know, the the the, uh, the church was God's plan. You understand that? It was God's plan from the before time. God, Jesus Christ paid for the church with His blood. He paid for it. And now the Holy Spirit has been left behind to protect the church. And the church is under attack today. No other time in, in history has, has the church been under attack so greatly by, by men saying you've got to do all these things to be saved or after you've uh, uh, come to the saving knowledge, you've got to keep doing these things. You've got to keep doing commandments. After you're saved, you've got to be circumcised or you've got to do the Ten Commandments or you've got to be water baptized to be saved. That's a lie straight out of pits of hell. So many people today put their faith in themselves and their works and they'll die lost and go to hell because of what the people tell them, what they've been taught by their parents, what they've been taught by their grandparents, that, 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 that all these things save you. No, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that saves you. And we've got to understand that. None of us in here, we're no, nobody's, there's not, there's not one good person in this room. And I know like some people want to stand up and argue with me. Now, in my opinion, there's some really great people in this room. But in God's standards, according to God's laws, there's no good people. None. But He loves you anyway. And the Apostle Paul was trying to explain this to the church at Ephesus, that these things were still going on. And it says, uh, to, uh, to the praise and glory of the grace. You understand what grace is? It's, it's, it's undeserved favor of God on your life. That, that, that you're getting things that you don't deserve. If you got what you deserve, what would you get? You'd wind up in the pits of hell for your sin. For, for, and and not, not, just, not just to grow, not, not murdering somebody. Yeah, that's a sin. But just thinking a bad thought about somebody. Having a bitterness that they are, or me and Tammy get in an argument and I, I just, you know, I, if, if I'm mean to her. That's a sin against God. That would put me in hell forever. Just If that's the only one I ever committed, if I only got mad at her one time and had one bad thought, that's enough that God it says, for the wages of sin is death. And there's no way around that. It's the sin that separates us. And nobody will ever. You can't work hard enough to get God to love you. He loves you in, your, in, in the mess you're in. He loves you in the mess you're in today. But it's His grace that saves you. Understand that? It's His grace that saves you. But He loves you too much to leave you that way. He does, he does not want you to stay that, that, that miserable, sinful person you are. He wants the, the, the nature of Christ through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Some folks are scared to death of the Holy Ghost. They are so afraid the Holy Ghost is going to make them run laps around the church or raise their hands and say amen. The Holy Ghost wants you to let Him in, that He can change. You know, nobody can ever be changed. Nobody will ever change until the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside them. The Holy Spirit has been sent to dwell in your heart, to, to, to comfort you when you're sorrow, when you've lost somebody, when you need a, 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 a 
a, my, a, a, a peace, when you just need peace of mind, that I made the right decision. The Holy Spirit's been left there for us to indwell us, to give us, to comfort us, to guide us, to direct us. It's not some mystical thing that you're going to fall out the floor and spin around in circles or foam at the mouth and fall out in the floor. The Holy Spirit is not some, it's not chaos. It's not, the Holy Spirit is God's nature placed inside you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And it says that where He has made us, He made us acceptable. I mean, girls, y'all think about this. You know, y'all, y'all got your little groups at church. I'll pick on the boys in a little bit. But you got your little group at church. I mean, at school, not at church. You got your little groups at school. And, 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 and you know, one time you wasn't in the little group, okay? Remember back when you wasn't in the group? But you had to do something for the girls to accept you, to like you. You worked and worked and worked and worked to get accepted into that group. And once you get in that group, now you're one of the ones that make the decision, well, who's in the group and who's not in the group? Come on, somebody. Don't look at me like I'm on one. I mean, we still as grown-ups are that same way. We got our little group we like to hang out with, and we don't want to let certain people in. If you don't look like me, if you don't act like me, if you don't talk like me, you're not in my group. You're not going to be in my group. And praise God, just let the, don't, no, 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 oh, just call me and, you know, me and Jerry don't never see eye to eye. We argue like cats and dogs. If y'all seen how we act outside church, you'd run both of us up. That's the kind of man I need in my life. Why? Because our iron sharpens iron. If everybody thinks like I do and acts like I do and talks like I do, I'm stuck. I'll never change. I'll be the same man today, tomorrow, the next day, 20 years from now. I'll never be a different man. Why? Because I've got to have somebody in me that leads me and guides me and directs me and that corrects me. Men are the hardest people to reach because they're the ones that know it all. Amen. Come on, wives. Can I get an amen on that? We're the hardest people in the world. We're hard-headed. Why? Because we are not subject to authority above us. And I know y'all sick of hearing this, but hey, Lord lays on my heart, I'm going to say it. You want your house to straighten up? You need to straighten up, guys. If you get straightened up, your house is straightened up. Why? Because your kids will see you act different. Your wife see you act different. Guess what? They fall in line. But most of us know we're not. I'd rather go through hell and high waters than I had to have peace in my house. Come on. Amen? I mean, am I, am I, is that not true? How many of us in here are suffering loss right now from pride? Pride is his sent to destroy. God opposes. God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. This is what I'm talking about, the grace, and we are accepted in Him. He makes us accepted in the Beloved. That's in Christ. It says, in whom we have redemption. Y'all, this Word is so full. This Word, and this we may be stuck here the rest of the day. I don't know. Uh, to the praise and the glory of His grace, wherein we have made us accepted in the Beloved. In verse number 7, you need to underline, highlight, and put an asterisk by the redeemed. You think about this, if I give Jack a voucher for a free oil change down to Jiffy Lube in Anderson, Jack hops in his truck, he's tickled to death, I ain't got to spend money, I got a free oil change. He's got to go to the store first, right? He's got to have the voucher with him, right? And he walks in there and here's the manager and he says, here, here's my free oil change, I want my oil change. 
And it's a, it did not cost him anything. We redeemed that. But y'all, we look at the word redeem like we have a choice in it. We don't have a choice in it. Because if God never comes and knocks on your heart's door, you'll never be saved. I, I can carry you to, 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 to different places of belief and, and, and let you sit down with them. And they're going to give you a five-step program, kind of like the AAA, the AAA that's got the 12 steps to sobriety. They're going to give you the four or five or six steps to salvation. And you can sit down and you can read those steps. And out of man's knowledge, you can read those steps. And when you get up and walk away, you'll say, Huh, I made a good decision. I got saved based off of man's religion. And you'll die lost and go to hell because the Holy Spirit never visited. Now, last Sunday morning, it just tickled me to death. I was sitting here, and I was giving an altar call. When I see Macy reach over, she kind of leaned over behind, I guess Tanya was standing there, and she grabbed her mama by the arm. And I thought she was just going to tell Mandy something. I had no idea. you know. And then when I turned around and see Mandy's face and Macy's face, and that's trying to knock him down to get out of the way, she leaned over and she said, Mama, I want to be saved. They come down here to the altar and she said, I want to be saved. I said, honey, right back there when you told your mother, when you confessed with your mouth, I want to be saved. The Holy Spirit had convicted her right there in that spot and she had accepted and said, I want it. You didn't have nothing. She had no idea when she come through them doors that the Holy Spirit would talk to her. She had nothing to do with it. She sat there and the Word of God is what transforms men and women into children of God. It's the Word of God, the preach Word of God, the, the, the sang Word of God, the talk. It's the Word that washes us. Just like the water in Noah. You go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21, I believe it is, somewhere in there. And it says that, that, that the water, like, the, like Noah and the ark coming through the water, the water saves us. Amen? But it's not washing the filth off of us. The water just gives us a good conscience between us and God. But it's the Word of God that pierces men's heart, that pierces women's heart, that saves them, that redeems them, that makes them a child of God. It's God's time. I'm going to get to it one day, maybe this week, maybe next about how He predestined, how He preordained it to be in verses, I think, 8 or 9. But I want you to understand right here that, 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 that we have redemption. Praise God that we have redemption. And the word redemption, there's three of them in the Greek. I can't pronounce none of them, okay? But the first one is, 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 is uh, agarazzo, maybe. But it's to, 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 to have a, a, a slave... Now, in the marketplace, they had auction. This is the Roman Empire, the Jewish Empire, all over. There was slavery everywhere. It's not a bad word, y'all. Slavery is not a bad word, okay? It's just part of humanity. I mean, it's been here since the creation of time. We're slaves to sin. Come on. Till the Lord redeems you, you're a slave to sin, and you ain't nothing you can do about it, and nothing I can do about it. I am born to into the I'm born into Adam, and I'm a sinner. But but this one term right here is so important. It's the term of redeem. That, that, that's used in the Bible, and it, and it, it talks about that me, myself, as, 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 as a, a master, I go in and there's a, and say, Scott, he's on the auction block. And I, Scott's a hard worker, and, and he's one that you can trust, and I, I buy 
I, I bid and I bid and I bid till I win the bid and I buy Scott and I put him and he, he, I bought him for my personal use. He's my slave. I'll use him how I want to. I'm going to put him to work in, in my company and he's going to work for me and he's going to pay his debt. He, he belongs to me. I have paid for him. The next word is ex, aragatse, something like that. Uh, it's to, to, to purchase that slave with the intent to sell for a profit. To, to you, to, to, I, I bought him, I owned him, but I carried him down to, to, to I went from Piedmont trade day to, to, to center trade day. Next week he's going back on the block and he's going to be used I'm going to put him up for sale because I bought him really cheap. I mean, he didn't bring no money at all. He wasn't worth nothing at the sale, okay? And I said, well, I can carry him to center where his reputation don't precede him. And then folks won't know it. Just looking at him, you'd think he was a good, hard working instead of just a shade tree dude, okay? I love you, brother. Don't get mad at me. You just should sit on the end and wear orange. You're bright. But it says, I'm going to buy him and I'm going to sell him for a profit. He's going to make me money. He's going to make me. But this word right here, and I wish to... Apotorusa, okay, as close as I can get. It's, it's to, to have that slave, and that slave, and I heard the one pastor giving the example of this beautiful little slave girl, beautiful, beautiful young lady, I mean just so beautiful. And that there was this harsh, mean master that abused, beat, killed, just, he destroyed. They don't understand how he was able to even continue to work. He was just terrible. And this young lady was on the block and, and this guy was bidding on her and she knew the master's reputation and there was tears flowing down her face. She was heartbroken because she knew if he bought her that he, she would be a slave to him. And there's nothing. She had no power over her life. She would not be able to do anything. She was under his control and his whatever he said do, she had to do it. And she was hopeless. She was lost. She, was, she knew she would die and unhappy. There was nothing there for her. But yet there was this sweet, gentle master who started bidding on her. And he continued to bid on that young lady. So finally, the old master, that just a cruel, crude, harsh, mean, he couldn't afford to pay for that girl. And, and, and when he won the, the auction, so Calvary went down, he went back to the, the, the money table and he laid the money down and he paid for that young lady's life. When that young lady come to him, she was so grateful that she didn't have to go to that old evil master. She was so grateful that she didn't have to go and live in that, that torment. That she fell down before the, the gentle master and said, Thank you, I love you, I'll serve you forever. And he says, No, honey, no. You're free. You're free. Honey, you're free. You're free from that. You, you, you'll, you'll never live in that. You'll never be trapped in that again. You're free. Go. But she says, no. I don't want to be free. You saved my life. You saved me. I want to live for you. 
Just like Jesus Christ when He hung on Calvary's cross and He shed His blood on the cross. He done it because He loved us so much because He saw you trapped in Satan's snare. He saw that you lived a life that you had no control over. You were blinded. Your heart was just broken because you were destitute for a devil's house. You was going to be separated from God's love and there was nothing you could do or say about it. You were powerless. You had no hope. And Jesus says, I want to give that person hope. So many of us are a slave to this world. We see this world and the further we go, the harder our hearts get. We go through something that just tears us apart. That just tears our heart apart and then... You know, if something happened to, 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 to one of these two boys or this young lady right here, they're just dear to my heart. And they say things that's out of my power. That if it affects my children that I'm powerless to, that it kills me, it breaks my heart. And I would die for my boys and my daughter-in-law. I'd give my life. I love them that much. And there's things that go on and transpire. And if I could do something about it, I would. But they're going to go through things in life that I can't fix, that I can't pay for. There's not enough money in the world for me to fix some problems. And y'all, there's folks sitting in this building today that are going through things that they're powerless to. But yet... Jesus Christ loves you and died for you and wants to redeem you and set you free from the bonds of this world, from the brokenheartedness of this world. Yes, you're still going to have trials and troubles, and it ain't going to be easy, but you know that you're not a, 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 you're a pilgrim just traveling through this world. You're not stuck here in this world. The redemption that we have through, the, through His blood for the forgiveness of sin. Y'all, we have, His blood gives us the forgiveness of sin. And that's any and everything ever done wrong that you ever will do wrong, it can be forgiven right here today. You can be set free. Y'all, there's us in this church today that are still bound. We've never given in to God. We've never realized that, that, that the Master that bought you, that you're enslaved to right now, is the devil himself. You're a bond servant of the devil. The life you're living, I ain't saying you're a bad person. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say you was bad. I said you're a slave to the devil. And the devil and his demons have a place reserved for them in hell to where they'll be separated from God eternally and, 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 and just the outer darkness and the bitterness and just everything that's going to transpire. It's a place that we don't want to go, but yet the devil's got blinders on you when he, when he bought you through Adam's sin, through, 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 through our father Adam. And our mother Eve, we are born into sin and Jesus paid that price to set us free. But so many of us are not willing to be set free. We stay in that and we said, oh, I'm a good person. I go down to the homeless shelter and I serve meals. Or I picked up a guy that was broke down on the side of the road and carried him to get gas. Or I donated my clothes to the benevolent center. I've done all these good deeds. I carry the, the, the hunger in the neighborhood. I carry food by their house and I feed them. Oh, I'm good. God loves me because I'm good. No, God loves you because He's God. God loves you because He created you. And God wants a relationship because He loves you just like you are. Some of it today. Hey, come on. I want you to understand right here that there is no redemption other than the redemption of the blood of Jesus. You will never be redeemed. You'll never be set free 
And when Jesus, when Jesus sets you free, you're free indeed. But so many of us are living trapped in sin. And when I say sin, folks say, well, I don't sin, preacher. I don't sin. Yes, you do. It says those that say there's no sin in them lie to themselves. Y'all, anything. If, 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 if Scott just has a bad thought and says, God, I wish he'd shut up. I'm ready to go home. Here in the middle of the night, I just, I'm sorry, you, Michael, you want to sit over here next week, okay? If, if Connor gets mad at his mama, so I'll just like slap her. You think about these things right here. Anything that's in direct violation of God's Word is a sin. And what's the Bible say that the wages of sin is? And the only death that ever satisfied, the all it's been paid for. But you have to accept that. Holy Spirit, I know the Holy Spirit's dealing with you. The Holy Spirit's been after you for a while, but it's been that you've been pulling back. You say, oh, I'm good. I've been I was saved when I was a baby. I was baptized as a, as a baby, and they said I was saved. I was, I was going to purgatory, and then somebody prayed me out. You're headed for a devil's house. Oh, I've, I've come down, and I, and, I, and I said a prayer. They told me I was saved. Nobody can tell you you're saved. It's a heart issue. Your heart has to be pierced. You have to be remorseful for the sin in your life. But you know what? Today can be that day that you're saved. Today can be that day that you're set free from the bondage of, of, of the sin that you lived in, the things that you've done wrong, the separation. You can be under a new master today. You can be under a master today that will love you, that will be kind to you, that will set you free. That'll let you go out in this world and he, you can live your life and you can affect people in a positive way. God says, I love you, I'll redeem you, I'll set you free, but I want you to go help people like and tell them how good I I can't I can't tell Jerry, I can't save Jerry. But I can tell Jerry how God saved me. I can tell Jerry, I can I can't tell you what Jerry I can't tell Norman how, how about God's Jerry or, or Jerry's God. I have to tell them about my God. Because if you don't have that personal relationship, yeah, oh, I tell you about the God the preacher preaches about, that won't do them any good. They need to know about your God. How He done, He redeemed you, how He loved you, how He saved you, and how He set you free. If you don't have that kind of God today, I'd ask you to stand to your feet. I'll stand to your feet. I said I'd ask you to stand, and I'm telling you, get up! God wants to save you. God wants a relationship with you. Y'all, we have been redeemed by, by, by a Master that loved us and that set us free. And He'll set us free. He'll set you free. Y'all, there's some of you in here today that's just bitter inside. Because I don't like how life, I don't like what life's done to me. Do you think Jesus... He held that cup in that garden and He was on His knees and He was praying and He was sweating drops of blood that He was so distraught. There was That cup was so bitter. He had to drink that cup. He said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from Him. But yet He said, He drank it in, for you. He drank that cup. For the bitterness, the hatred, everything, anything in your... What you stand in need of today, that's what my God is. He says, I am that I am. Everything in here today, hey, go ahead. I'd ask you today, 
Do you know the God that I preached about that loves you enough, that redeems you, that sets you free, that gives you liberty to live a life, to go out and help people? Or you know about your mother's God? you know about your daddy's God? you know about mama's God? you know about the preacher on TV or that song they sung, that, that real nice God? But do you know God personally? Do you, have you truly, have you truly come to know that God, that's my God? He's everything to me. He saved me. He redeemed me. I'd ask you today to come.